on this episode of the podcast. Rosie and Turner have a special guest, Tanner Cooley. He's going to be in the studio with us, and he is going to be sharing some stories of some of the celebrities and athletes that he's hung out with and just uh, the way his life has has taken some crazy turns. So it's going to be a great podcast. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I am your host, Turner, and we are glad you're listening. Uh, Steven, what's up, brother? How are you? Hey, what's up, man? Doing good. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, so did you know <laughs> All right. that we, speaking of the U.S., in 1859, got into a confrontation that almost ended in a war with the United Kingdom over a pig? <laughs> it's called the, the Pig War of 1859. That's amazing. It lasted for a couple months because, uh, yeah, a pig was shot. A pig was shot. Yeah, a pig was shot. You can Wikipedia that. Like accidental shooting? Um, was it an assassination? I'll say, yeah, probably an assassination. Yeah, Man. maybe. Revenge for the Revolutionary War. Bacon, right? <laughs> yeah. We'll start a war for bacon. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. Dude, uh, so we're back, and we we last week was such an amazing time. We had a great time talking about just demons, angels, and ghosts, and things of that nature. And uh, it, was, it was an off-the-cuff recording, but it turned out to be really fun, and it's actually been one of the most listened-to podcasts that we've had um, so fast. Uh, I think we had like over 100 in just like three days. So I was really excited about that. And uh, off of that, um, we, you and I were talking about our friend. We had been talking about having a, a friend come in, a guest for the podcast, and uh, he was sick. And then so so basically we just did that off the cuff. And uh, and so now he's in. He, he made it in. And so on the podcast today, we, I'm so glad to uh, just welcome Tanner. Tanner, how you doing, man? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm sorry I missed uh, last week. We had a lot of uh, bad stuff going on in our house with the norovirus, so it wasn't fun. <laughs> just the norovirus? Yeah, just, <laughs> just the norovirus, but I'm glad I could make it out this week. Thank are you, you. Are you one of those guys that gets the flu shot every year? This will be the second year that I get the flu shot. Yeah. I normally get the flu, uh, and last year I got the flu shot, and I felt like I still got the flu. Yeah. So I don't know what to think about that. But <laughs> one thing I did learn from getting the norovirus is that it's not the flu and people call it the stomach flu. It's not what it, that is. And so they, they want people to know that if you get the norovirus, you can't say that, well, I've already had the flu, so I shouldn't get the flu shot. It's not the same thing. Is the, is the norovirus the same as the NHR, whatever it is, like whenever they talk about it with the vaccine? The NHR, NRH4 or whatever it is virus. Don't look at me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I, the norovirus you get from like unprepared food or people that don't wash their hands very well. So lots of little kids okay. get it like, you know, from kindergarten or daycare, which yeah. I have two of oh, each, yeah. each of those things. <laughs> they never wash up. No. <laughs> their they, hands are always in places they don't need to be. <laughs> yeah. Gross stuff. So then. See, I don't get the flu shot at my house. I'm the only one in my family that doesn't do it. My wife, she gets so frustrated, but I haven't done it. I think I've done it twice in like the last 10 years. And both times that I got it, I got sick. It was like a, I got the bad flu. And so for me, I'm doing the odds thing. So I'm like, well, they're all getting the flu shot. I don't need to get it because they're not going to be bringing it into the house. So I don't have to worry about it. That's kind of my how I do it. Yeah, I'm, and that's kind of how I rolled until I started working in uh, the school system. So I'm around <laughs> a lot of people, and I feel like I probably ought to do it. Um, and then plus, when you have kids, they the doctors suggest that you do more yeah. to kind of help them, you know, prevent sickness. Yeah, they can't handle it like we can. I'd like my kids to get sick. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it builds character. <laughs> no, actually, my oldest is 19. She was sick. I had to go get her at a friend's house last night. She was. Sick. She had bad salmon, though. It was food poisoning, so. It's not fun. Extreme neurovirus, I guess, is what yeah. that would be, yeah. But uh, anyway, so we last week we talked about ghosts. And Tanner, you have a really cool background, and it's, it fits perfectly with what our podcast was on. You, you were part of a project, a movie. You actually produced a movie. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. So... I, I went to school in Utah and my brother who plays for the Redskins, we had a business out here and uh, this was like in the heyday of him playing for the for the Redskins. And so we had a really strong online presence and this group reached out to us 
And at the time I'm in Utah and I'm answering emails for our company. And I thought it was this crazy idea. They sent us a script about this ghost hunt and this, this guy, yeah, a ghost movie <laughs> called Ghosts Don't Exist. And uh, this was actually the first time I was ever on the radio was talking about this movie in 2008. Um, I was on Big Owen Dukes talking about this. <laughs> hilarious. Dukes. But um, so they, they sent us this idea and we had another kid working with us at the time who thought it was a great idea. And my brother and I just kind of went with it unwillingly, but we still went with it. And um, I was transitioning out here. My wife and I had, were moving out here after college and I met with these guys and they were just cool guys really cool people and we got along with them we hit it off and they you know they didn't ask much of us and they just wanted us to help raise some money and you know get a find a cool location and this project actually became really cool something that we really enjoyed doing um it was crazy to see some of the things out here we actually did a real ghost hunt with real ghost hunters um that are on the sci-fi channel they had all the equipment that <laughs> the measure you know, the afterlife and it was at the Brentsville prison and there's some pretty crazy stories that happen. Where's that? Is, is that in Jersey? No, it's um, s like s south of Manassas. Oh, Brentsville, oh, wow. Virginia. Yeah, Brentsville, oh, okay. Virginia. There was a prison um, and that back when we had what? slavery, one of the, I think it was like a governor or a mayor's da daughter was sleeping with a slave and they hung the slave outside the prison while she was inside. I don't know. It's a, crazy story and i'm probably not doing it justice but that was why we went to that location okay so they believe there's a ghost of the slave yeah yep. man i grew up in that area and i don't ever remember hearing about the brinsville prison yeah no it doesn't look like a prison now it looks like a, um just like a renovated building but it's yeah no one uses it oh it's empty it's vacant yeah it's vacant there's it's like a historical site so did they pick up any ghost stuff there they said they did and they got some good readings and we played it on our website at the time and no one no one that we played it to could hear it but oh. <laughs> um there's always that part of it man yeah. <laughs> that's cool so whatever happened with the movie did it end up did you guys so we were lucky enough to raise the funds to um to make this film uh we shot it for two weeks in northern virginia some of it at my brother's house and some of it at a house that we rented out. We had a, a really cool crew, um, pretty big crew. We had some local celebrities. Lindsay Zarniak was on it and Michael Mara <laughs> was on it. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, we had some some cool characters, man. And we ended up making this movie and got it into some film festivals. We were in the DC Film Festival. We won Best Film in 2008 or maybe it was 2009 after it had come out. Um, but yeah, the film is cool, and and now you can see it on Amazon right now. Is it really? Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> oh, cool! I'm gonna watch it. Check it was it. on Netflix at one point, but oh, now that's it's cool. Just, now it's just on Amazon. And it's Prime. called it's called Ghosts Aren't Real. Ghosts don't exist. Ghosts yeah. don't exist. Saying it the, the same thing in a different way. But. Okay. <laughs> I was listening. I really was, dude. That's awesome. Have you done anything else like production wise? Um, I was actually in another movie called Admins. Uh, it was the same people, but I didn't produce that at all. I was just a kind of a lowly character in it with um oscar from big o and dukes actually oh, yeah. big o yeah he and i have a small part in admins <laughs> that one's a funny one too so you, you got can... a you got an imdb page i do yeah <laughs> awesome. yeah and you can also see that one on amazon prime so if i google <laughs> if i google tanner cooley I, it'll come up on imdb that's cool that's pretty cool man that's a great experience did you like did you enjoy acting no i did not enjoy acting at all yeah i it was really weird for me to try to put that face on i'm not a theatrical person at all and so i mean i enjoy sitting behind the microphone and talking yeah. on the radio but acting for me was really strange yeah it, it seems like it would be a to whole nother level you know that you have to get your mind into and and like here you can be yourself you can just talk about yourself and what you believe or what you like and and there you got to like pick someone else's whole idea morph into it and then and then it's got to pass yeah, definitely. Yeah. You have to get into the part. And I just, I couldn't yeah. do it. I couldn't, like, I'm super ADD and I couldn't find, like, I couldn't practice enough to get into the role that they were trying to get me into. And they, you know, we're just goofing around until they say action. And I, I, I had a hard time getting into, yeah, you know, but it worked out because I feel like the one that I actually spoke in, I was, they let me be myself a little bit. And so it worked out. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So did, uh, so uh, do you still get people like that? 
saw the movie or do you hear get, do you get feedback from it at all or anything i it's crazy when people well especially now because i teach and so all of your students google you oh right yeah <laughs> and um <laughs> so they are you know they ask a lot of questions but after the first week or so you know it dies down pretty quickly oh yeah yeah that's cool man so you were you you came out of here from college where'd you go to school i went to utah state okay cool so did you go with your brother uh, no, we were actually just uh, missed each other on on both ends of high school and college. Okay, so he's a little bit older than you. Yeah, he's older. Okay, and then so you went to Utah State, then you moved out here to be with him, and and kind of help out with learn something for him. Is that what you were saying? Well, the plan was, and this is not how it played out, but originally the plan was for me to because I went to school, I was pre med, um, and my wife is an accounting major she's got a master's in accounting and she got a great job out here at ernst and young oh nice yeah and the plan for me was to come out here and the run the business that chris and i were doing while he was playing in the nfl and then i would use that money that i made to pay for medical school oh awesome which cool. never happened <laughs> <laughs> it was more partying and traveling and yeah. making money than it was oh, yeah. studying doing the right thing well you got to promote your movie yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's cool man so that was probably more of like an investment for your guys business than with, with the movie I so guess, the movie right? was just like a small part because we ran we most of our business was online we ran a blog and a website and we sold merchandise and memorabilia and stuff through that and that through the traffic that we generated through the material that we wrote about and that my brother posted and the videos we made so the movie was really just extra material that drove more traffic to, to the, the page, website yeah. oh gotcha yeah so the movie was not really i mean it was kind of fun and the great thing about i i feel like how our business worked and why we had any success is we never really had a plan or a goal and we just rolled with whatever came and tried to make the best out of it and so yeah so did any other crazy stuff other than movies happen or come through that or um, like any other opportunities yeah i mean it was a it was a really cool business and he and i ran it for a few years just the two of us and then eventually um there was a business in chicago that was kind of doing a similar thing it's, um it was an older gentleman and he came he approached my brother he flew out here from chicago and my brother was having lunch at the dulles town center with this guy and he called me and he said hey you, got, you really got to come talk to this guy He's got a great idea and he wants to pay us for doing what we're doing. And so I, <laughs> that's always a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, more than we're doing now. And so I drove over there and I met with them and we turned it into a, a bigger business at the time. And, um, yeah, we had a lot of crazy opportunities. I went to the Super Bowl a few times and to the Pro Bowl a few times. And, um, the genesis of this company was really one of the, actually what in my mind, one of the crazier things happened. So I, a really good friend of mine, who I had, I barely knew at the time, we're great friends now, um, was going to be the legal counsel over the Duke Endowment Fund, which is a $10 billion fund. Wow. And he had accepted that job and was, he had planned a two week trip to China and he had packed up his apartment and had it shipped to Durham and he was going to fly from DC to China and then back to Durham. But in the weeks leading up to this trip, we had started talking and he had been my legal counsel on this new endeavor with the company in Chicago. And they met with him and they loved this kid. I mean, everyone loves this kid. He's a great, great guy. And so they, uh, the CEO of our company, who the company hadn't been formed yet, but he ended up being our CEO, offered this kid a job. And so this was like this huge internal debate and struggle with the, you know, <laughs> what do I do now? I've already accepted this job at Duke and I really want to do this. This seems way better for yeah. me. And he ended up taking the job with us and telling Duke that he wasn't going to accept the job. Well, flew to China and then came back and we, I mean, we ran crazy circles around everyone, everything that we were doing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Are you, so do you have like an entrepreneurial kind of bent to you? I, I didn't ever think that I did, but we, and like I said, we never really had a plan, which I think entrepreneurs kind of successful ones end up having a plan, but, uh, we kind of just, it might, it might help a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Huh. We were just, we kind of followed what people 
responded to. Yeah. And that ended up making a lot of sense for us in terms of, you know, the, like the things that we planned and really put time and effort into ended up being the things that didn't play as well, you know, if I, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And the things that were just off the cuff that was real is really what people ended up responding to and liking. And that's kind of how we did the whole business. Um, we started a t-shirt line off of a Colt Brennan interview and Colt Brennan at the time was a third string quarterback yeah. for the Redskins. Um, he had talked about dating Jessica Simpson or <laughs> Carrie Underwood. Or I remember this. Yeah. And somehow the <laughs> reporter asked him what happened. And Colts said that his life coach, Chris Cooley told him to do it or say it. And so that day I got on a website and created a Chris Cooley as my life coach shirt and ended up selling like, 10,000 of them in the first couple months. And I, that's kind of where our t-shirt idea sprung from. And it was just stuff like that that yeah. ended up working out that we would have never planned. Yeah. But you were right on the cusp of like social media starting to be like a thing, right? Like, So my brother's blog was the first um, like athlete owned and hosted blog. Gilbert Arenas did one for the Washington Post, which I guess would be considered the first athlete blog. Um, so yeah, we were like, there was no Instagram at the time. Guys weren't on Twitter. And when I say guys, I mean, professional athletes weren't using Twitter. Yeah. They were afraid to put stuff out there that was going to get looked at in a negative light. Um, <laughs> we, now it's like the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Don't care. There's so much out there that right. it's like, it'll get covered up no matter what you do. Right. So yeah, I mean, in some degree we were cutting edge, but we didn't think of it that way. Uh, we were just doing what was fun. Yeah. Um, we made, uh, an app for my brother at one point and that was the first professional athlete app, which is cool now to say, but at the time it was like, whatever. Nerd. Yeah. Nerd <laughs> stuff. Um, what was the app? What'd you guys do? It was just the same. It was a mobile way to interact and get on the store and the site. It was, there was nothing special about it, but it was in the app store. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say, you were telling me some stories, man. You got a, you said you were cool with it. Um, cause we were talking about aliens, um, before and, you, and then I, that, uh, divulged into another story. So you're obviously like running in these circles and like crazy. Do you have any like super crazy stories or stuff like that? Well, I think the one that you're trying to get me to tell is yeah. so <laughs> subtle there. We were, um, this was the Super Bowl in Dallas when it snowed, uh, and the cabs shut down because or they didn't shut down. They went on strike, so they were making pay, people pay like sixty to a hundred dollars for a five block cab ride. Jeez! And this was the year that Shannon Sharp had been inducted into the Hall of Fame, and somehow through this business, we ended up being friends with Shannon's marketing people, and they were young, a young dude and a young girl who you know, we hit it off with, we were friends, you know, my, when I say we, I mean, my friend who didn't go to Duke, um, his name was Paul. So we were hanging out with them in Dallas and Shannon Sharp hung out with us the whole week, which I thought was really odd. Like Shannon was hanging out with these young people and we were <laughs> driving him around and taking him to do all these things. And it was, Shannon was one of my idols. I grew up in Utah, and so I was a Denver Broncos fan. It was either them or the 49ers because in Utah, the Mormons loved um, Steve Young because he's <laughs> Mormon. And so yeah. it was 49ers or Broncos. And so we're driving around with Shannon Sharp, which was blew my mind. And at the time, I, like, I had gone from college to this job, and so I didn't know any different in the real world and how to talk to people and what was appropriate and what wasn't. And when you don't put your seatbelt on the ding that the car makes happens. And I was sitting in the back seat and Shannon sharp in his gold jacket was in the front seat and the dinging is going off and it was driving me crazy. And after about the 10th time I yelled, Shannon, put your mother effing seatbelt on. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> and like not even thinking anything about it. Like how's this, this is disrespectful or how's this person going to react? And he just politely apologized and put his seatbelt on. But my friends in the car were just like wanting to strangle me, looking at me like I was crazy. But um, yeah, so just things like that. I mean. He's a big been, boy too. He is. Yeah. He's a gentle giant though. He's very polite. <laughs> way way more so than me 
And then uh, that same weekend, my friend didn't have a ticket into the game at Dallas. And uh, we go into the back gate and this is the Super Bowl. It's not just a preseason random game. Right. And the security guard is checking us and asks for our tickets. And so we give them to him and um, my friend says, I don't have one. And Shannon says, it's okay. He's with me. And the security guard goes, no, man, this is the Super Bowl. You can't just bring people in. And he goes, no. And he has his, his Hall of Fame jacket on. And he said, no, he's with me. And we went into the Super Bowl without a ticket. <laughs> That's amazing. That is so amazing. First of all, that he could just be like, no, he's with me. Yeah. And uh, and and they're just, what are they going to say? What's the security guard going to say? He didn't say anything. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> what can you say? I don't know. What, are you going to call your manager? Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, I guess if you wanted to, he could have. He probably would have got fired, but he did. Yeah. Right? So, guess, so that's the secret to sneaking into the Super Bowl is you just get a guy with a gold jacket. To, Shannon you, Sharp. Yeah. You need to know Shannon Sharp. What I learned from oh. doing all this is if you just pretend like you belong where you're at, then yeah. people don't really question it. And I found myself in crazy places, like in <laughs> locker rooms that I shouldn't be in, talking to Randy Moss where I shouldn't be at. I, I got mad at Randy Moss in the locker room where I shouldn't have been and wrote this mean thing about him. And then Jim Rome emailed me the next day saying how great it was. <laughs> and I don't know Jim Rome from anyone. And it was just like, was incredible. this on the blog on, on the Cooley blog? Is that what they called it? Yeah, it was on the Cooley blog. And, and so you wrote a, you, you met Ro Randy Moss. Mm -hmm. What, what didn't you like about him? He, first of all, he could recognize that I shouldn't have been there. <laughs> Um, he was with another tight end that I know that I've known for, well, I don't personally know, but we know each other and we know of who, you know, he knew who I was and I was trying to talk to Tom Brady. My brother had dared me to try to talk to Tom Brady and Tom Brady had gotten hurt. So he went in early and was not in the locker room. So I was asking these guys to go get him so I could talk to him. And Randy Moss was not having any of it. And he just was arrogant and said no and basically told me to shut my mouth and leave wow which i thought was rude and so i wrote that and the exact way that it happened and i don't know i got a lot of bad feedback from fans <laughs> on that um was that in, when they were playing the skins mm -hmm. yeah i think i remember that game so barstool sports in boston picked it up and really had a run with it and they're not very polite either yeah right yeah. which again deservedly so for me but uh jim rome saw it and he liked it so <laughs> that was enough for me jim cool. rome yeah that's a pretty good catch though the fact that he's reading your blog yeah it was cool i mean at the time we were doing this there was a lot of people reading it you yeah. know half a million people a day that's a crazy. day yeah that's incredible yeah, and cool. you were the main the main writer no chris was the main writer so i would like intermittently write things you know sandwich reviews and like random nonsense <laughs> right but, yeah um which one of them i had published in maxim <laughs> crazy about the arby's reuben sandwich <laughs> <laughs> was that a good review of the reuben it was such a good review it's better than randy moss's review huh yeah. <laughs> both of them worked out for me so. yeah that's cool yeah i can remember now now i'm going back in history i can remember when blogs were it man people were like hey what blog are you reading what did you see this on that blog so if you had an in and you were you had an audience that was a big deal yeah and it was crazy because at the time like washington dc was the place for all of it and so i ended up meeting the um the editor of deadspin and one of the co-founders of sporting news blog mm -hmm. and we became friends and we you know we still talk and um some of the biggest like news outlets now um yard barker at the time which ended up getting bought by um the washington sports media group which owns the verizon center at the time did mm -hmm. you know ted leonsis's group we were in this meeting in these meetings that we should not be in i mean there was one point where donald Bashir and i um this is another random story but donald Bashir and i were friends while he played for the capitals and we were talking about how to do this and get it into hockey so we met with the the um i can't remember what his position was at the time with yard barker but we met with him and tried to pitch him this idea and he he really liked it but donald brashear and i had no backing we just thought it was a cool idea and he was like show us on paper how this is gonna work <laughs> and we're like what do you mean just we told you how it's gonna <laughs> work <laughs> right. can't you just make it work now <laughs> that's awesome man yeah so did they end up doing it no they definitely did not no. do that 
yeah. they needed to be able to make money. Yeah. So they could get Ovi. And then right. and then win a cup. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Yeah, did, yeah. Yeah. Did you do anything special for that with a cup? Are you in contact with any of those guys still? Um, I still like once or twice a year I'll talk to Alex Ovechkin. Um and if I see them, I, I would talk to them, but no, you nothing. You didn't get to, to see the cup or anything? I thought about it, and I knew of places where I could be at where the cup would be. Yeah. And I have, like, I'm <laughs> friends with some of the reporters still that saw it, and I just, I saw my, I could, I had a dream about drinking out of the cup at one point, which ended up not being a great idea for me, but um, <laughs> I, I haven't got to see it yet. Uh, one day. One day. So where do they keep the cup now? Is it go back to like uh, the hockey hall of fame or whatever until the playoffs or does it stay yeah. in, stay in Washington? No, no, no. I think they, well, they had this ceremony where they're like, we gave it back to them and they put it in the little crate and oh, that's twisted right. it away. But I've seen uh, people getting, taking pictures of it with social media. I'm not it, sure. I'm I think it stays so sure. on display somewhere throughout the season. Yeah. yeah I don't I think, think so. we get it. Yeah. No, I'm not sure. I know that um, each of the members of the team get it for a day. Right. Yeah, but that's before, over the summer. Yeah. Right? Every yeah. member of the team gets it for a day. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. What would you do with the cup, Rosie, if you had it for a day? I don't know. Maybe eat like some macaroni and cheese out of it. <laughs> do something crazy. <laughs> Mac and cheese. Know. Macaroni and cheese. Pour your cereal in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Although that would be super disrespectful. So, um, but at the same time, the the. The Caps winning every. Uh, I just feel like that would be. Dude, I saw the pictures. Par for the though. course. Like I mean, they. It was so awesome to see them just running around like Arlington with their, sh- <laughs> going in the fountain with their shoes off and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't go to. I didn't well, even go to the ceremony. I mean, being raised here in this area, and the Caps just never. They they just weren't ever the the team that you were rooting for. I mean, they just weren't to to win a cup. The past couple of years have been amazing to be a Caps fan because they've been getting better and better. Yeah. And uh, but to be raised here and then to finally win one for the first time, it was it was historic. You know? Yeah. Because I was born and raised here, and so I've I've always been a Washington sports fan. You know, but uh, Bullets fan when I was a kid, and uh, Redskins growing up, and then you know um, before before the Nats came, we were Orioles fans because that was the closest. In fact, a lot of my friends are still Orioles fans. They never jumped onto the, the to the Nats bandwagon, uh, just because of the fact that they that that's how they were raised. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, I'm not a huge baseball fan, so I don't. Yeah, me either. I can't can't get into it, man. I don't know. They're fun to go to the games, but watching it, man, it puts me to sleep really quick. Yeah, I guess I need more action. Like if I want to go to sleep on a Sunday afternoon, I'll just find golf and then just hit the couch and I'm out, man. The soothing voice. You know, <laughs> so quiet. <laughs> He's coming across the back nine. He's going to be using his nine nine iron for this. It's about 180 yards. It's going to be a great shot. Well, see, but, the thing is, is I can't. Um, actually, I'll tell a little story. So I've only like swung a golf club on a golf course, I think, once, and it. Um, we're in this country club down in Florida, and all my buddies play golf, and I, I think all my friends play golf except for me. And so we were, they're teeing up and they're like, we're not going to go from this hole until you hit it off the tee. And, uh, so I, I grew up playing lacrosse, so I, I can't, I didn't play hockey or anything like that. So I have no, everything is up top, you know, like with my hands up top. And, uh, so I have no coordination down there. I wasn't really good at baseball. <laughs> um, but anyway, so these old people came behind cause it took me like five minutes of trying to hit this ball off the tee, you know, a sufficient distance. And uh, yeah, and then these old guys started yelling at us and wanted to fight. Because <laughs> my friend started like yelling at him, like "You're gonna wait until you know he hits it off," and uh, that's how we roll. So they so, wanted to play through, and you were like, "Yeah," like, but then they man. started calling us names and making fun of me. And so then you know my friend stuck up for me, <laughs> and uh, we wasted another five minutes. <laughs> so that's I, I, the only time I've ever played golf. I can't play it, and I think that. Me being so terribly bad at it is why I can't appreciate like seeing Tiger hit sink some hole or something like that. I can't. Right. Um, I guess maybe more so I should be able to appreciate it because I'm so bad at it <laughs> that yeah. I should be able to appreciate greatness, but I can't. Tiger's making a comeback. Yeah. He's doing good. My first time I played golf, I hit a goose, a Canada goose. That uh, is awesome. Right in its back. Yeah. And, uh, 
it was the it was a worm burner. It was one of those ones just right across the top of the grass, and it just hit this goose. And my buddy that was teaching me how to play golf said, "Oh, you're, you'll hit it over. <laughs> Don't worry about it." Oh, I just sculled that thing, man. It just went <laughs> hit that goose. It and made this huge noise. It went running off, and it was. He was like, "I can't believe I just saw that." That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man. So Tanner, uh, it sounds like you had a, an opportunity to meet a lot of um, pretty famous people, sports, you know, athletes and, you know, movers and shakers in that whole industry. And of all the people that you met, and I'm sure like after a while it begins to lose some of its luster. I mean, especially, I mean, you're, you know, you're related to a guy that was, is, you know, obviously one, <laughs> one of the best tight ends the Redskins have ever had. Um, so how, how did that play out for you? Were you did it just eventually just like oh you just meet another person or was did was there ever like that starstruck moment like you said, you know Shannon Sharp was one of your you know idols growing up. Um, you know what? There was a couple people who I always wanted to meet. Um, John Elway was one of them, and that ended up happening. And at the same time, Magic Johnson was at the same <laughs> place that we were at where we met John Elway, and so. That was pretty incredible. But after you, I mean, after you meet these people and they're just normal dudes, it's hard to look at them any other way. You know, it's hard yeah. to put them on a pedestal and really, really think that, oh my gosh, this would be life changing if I met this person or that person. Yeah. Um, it would be cool to, it's, I don't know, it's cool to hang out with people who are normal, who can just talk and think about normal things and yeah. not be like a hundred miles a minute. So, um, I can't say that after, you know, after that day where I met John Elway and Magic Johnson, um, there was many that were, you know, that I thought about, hey, I'd really like to do this. Yeah. I mean, there was a time that I talked with Ryan Zimmerman about going on Air Force One and messing around, which I think might be cool now with Trump or not, maybe <laughs> not cool, but interesting. Um, but at the time Obama was the president and both of us, well, I won't speak for Ryan, but I, I was just like, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so you had an offer to go on air force one. No, we just, oh. it was a hypothetical. Oh, hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably, that'd be a, that'd be a tough one to get on. You make flying on it or just hanging out on it while it's on a tarmac or something. Well, apparently Ryan had an in and could get on it and was asking if, if we did it, that if I would go, but I guess, I don't know, maybe that's not a hypothetical offer. Maybe it's a real <laughs> that offer. That sounds like a pretty real offer. <laughs> but I, I mean, in my brain, it was hypothetical. Yeah. That would be pretty sweet though. Yeah. I thought that on. was cool. So maybe yeah, like places, cool. like going to cool places is different than meeting cool people. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see, cause you know that they've got like a war room inside that air, that airplane and there's like. Who knows? That's crazy. You well, know, I mean, I think it's made to continue, well, not continuously fly without, uh, um, obviously it needs fuel. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think it can withstand a nuclear blast, like going, if it flew over it high enough. Wow. Like it is, it can pretty much run it's a pretty, lot pretty of stuff yeah. and, uh, you know, launch nuclear weapons if we need to. They can launch it from up there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that's one of those things that's really cool and you don't really... I mean, they don't tell us a lot about it for security reasons. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what about any other, uh, I'm trying to think, like, since you're in the film business, did you ever get to meet any cool actors or anything? Um, I'm trying to think. I know we're I... just like, we're just totally having a gossip sesh. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. to, I know. Uh, I'm like trying not to. Yeah. And for um, those of for everyone that's listening, by the way, oh, and by the way, I came up with a great name for anybody that listens to our podcast regular. They're a warrior. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all the warriors out there listening, uh, no, we'll get back to that Brave New World series. We'll get we'll get into. Yeah, that. we just wanted to. We're just gonna shoot yeah. the crap. Yeah. No, this is no. That just reminded me. So, um, I there was a time when I was reading. Uh, a lot of Tucker Max books. Yeah. You guys know Tucker Max. Yeah. Um, I hope they serve you, beer in hell. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, come to find out that Tucker is a Redskins fan. Ah. And so there was a time where he and I were communicating about him coming and hanging out with us at a uh, Redskins game. And so I thought that would be really cool. And then this, this has happened since then that Ryan Holiday, who at the time was like his intern, whatever, has written some pretty cool books and become friends or interviewed Tim Ferriss and Tony yeah. Robbins and those guys. 
And so I felt like that was a pretty cool, that would be pretty cool to get into that circle or try to at least, I don't know, it was cool enough that I, t- that I exchanged messages with Tucker Max. It felt, yeah. felt pretty neat. But um, in terms of like movie stars, I don't really think that I have met. Um, oh, you know what? Peter Berg. I did meet Peter Berg. You guys know who that is? I've heard of him. Yeah. So, excuse me. When I was growing up, we watched this movie called um, Aspen Extreme all the time because we grew up in Utah and we skied. And he, this was before he was famous at all. And he was in it. And his name was Dexter Rutecki in the movie. <laughs> and one time he was at Redskins Park and he had no idea who I was. And I like would run around with shorts and a Redskins shirt. So I just looked like a fan. And I yelled, hey, Dexter Rutecki. And he looked at me like I was insane. And I don't really think he loved that. But that was like my biggest star <laughs> encounter. That's awesome. Yeah. Is he a director too? I think so, yeah. he's. Dude. I think oh, he, he directed Friday Night Lights. Movie. Yeah. yeah like, Dude, he's done Patriot's Day, Lone Survivor, yeah. Mile 22. Some good movies. I'm, Mile 22 is not good. I'm just going to say that. but uh, Well, I'm just saying Hancock. Mm. Uh, I guess you guys didn't like that. Never saw it. No, Hancock's great. I Will, like, it's a Will Smith movie yeah. where he's like a kind of a superhero, he's, like Deadpoolish kind of. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like he's totally just like <coughs> reluctant superhero. Totally doesn't want to be a superhero. Just like totally, he like f- rescues people, but does it the most like lackadaisical. Yeah, yeah, totally. He makes a mess of the place wherever it is. Doesn't care. Just leaves. Yeah, right on. So that's my Peter Berg story. <laughs> Peter Berg. That would make sense though, because he's his uh, his story his his books. I was looking there. I just googled him while you guys were talking. Uh, why he'd do a movie like Hancock? Because it's kind of like his uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And somehow he's involved with Dan Snyder, and so he's hanging out and does oh, stuff here. all right. So can you tell oh. me this? So I've tell me what the connection is, and if if you know, if you don't, that's fine. But is there a connection between Tom Cruise and Dan Snyder? Um. Yes, there is a big. Well, I mean. I think Dan Snyder's production company made um, a lot of the movies that Tom Cruise is in, like Vanilla Sky and, uh, well, I mean, I, I think Mission so, Impossible. So he has a production, point. Dan has, is he, is it his company or is he like a partner in a group or something like that? Or I I don't, I think it's his company or wow. at least he's the majority in it. But yeah, wow. and there's, I mean, I've heard some crazy stuff about that group that hangs out. But I know at one point when Tom was still married to, um, Nicole, Katie, Katie Katie Holmes. Holmes. Yeah. They were having dinner in some random place, like in Illinois or something. And Dan Snyder had brought up this ice cream that they loved and you could only get it like six hours away. And they sent someone to go get it (laughs) and drive there and get it and bring it back to them. Uh, So yeah, it does have pretty close. That's what billionaires do. Yep. I'm surprised they didn't fly him out there. Wow. Six hours, he could have taken a personal helicopter or something. Could Definitely have. could have. Yeah. My brother did that from um, Virginia Beach to uh, Dale Earnhardt's house one time. <laughs> North Carolina? Yep. Yeah. So, so Dale, Dale Earnhardt's connected with the Skins. Isn't I, he like a big... Yeah. I think just because he's a Redskins fan. There's a lot yeah. of celebrities who like the Redskins. Like Matthew McConaughey, he's a big Skins fan. Uh, yeah. Dale Earnhardt is. Um, oh, you know what's funny? One time I... I don't know how, how this came up, but I became friends with Wale, the rapper. Somehow, <laughs> I, I, I've seen him rock like cap stuff, like on and uh, skin stuff on like social media whenever it gets reposted or stuff. Yeah. He, so he, I mean, he's he lives in Maryland or is from Maryland, but he I met him before a game and I took him on the field, and we were getting harassed by security. And the security guy knows, I mean, I go to all the games, I'm on the field, and he didn't know who Wale was at all. And I'm like, it's okay, this is, he's legit. And I mean, he kind of, he looks a little harsher, he's got dreads and he's a little black dude. And so the security guy like threatens to kick us off. Well, two weeks later, Wale is singing at the pregame at FedEx. (laughs) (laughs) And I just found it odd that... Two weeks ago, we, we were meeting in like some random parking lot to sneak into the field, and so I could get him on <laughs> field. Active. Did you find the security guard and like point at him? No, he he is not a guy that you mess with. Oh. He was like the head of <laughs> FedEx security. Oh. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so it's probably like the the all the 
like when you were talking about Matthew McConaughey being a Skins fan, and all that. It's probably be, because of that movie production company. They probably have connections there somehow. I didn't think about That's that. That's my guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I always wondered because I saw there was some weird thing I saw one time, and I think Tom Cruise was at one of the Redskins games, and I was like, "Why is Tom Cruise sitting in the box with Dan Snyder?" Yeah, like, I think it's like Red Zebra Productions or something like that. You probably look it up, but yeah. um, that I, that's definitely the connection. Uh, that's pretty cool, man. So, uh, can you talk about what you think about Dan Snyder and owning the skins and all that, or controversy with that? In I mean, in my mind, that's just a fan created controversy. I think Dan Snyder loves um, and does a great job. Yeah, I'm, I'm just asking because you hear that all the time from like skins fans where they're getting mad or you know over this or that yeah i think it's easy for people to find a problem when things aren't going the way that they want them to right and (laughs) you know when you have a owner who's visible um i think it's easy to point the finger at that person but i think dan snyder does a great job with what the resources he has i think he would love nothing more than to win and he does everything he can so um and i i mean i don't have any issue with him every interaction i've had with him has been great um at my brother's rehearsal dinner one of my brother's friends who played for dan called him numb nuts and that was a fun reaction to see but (laughs) other than that i don't have any negative what was dan there yeah dan was well dan wasn't at the rehearsal dinner but he happened to be at the restaurant where we were having the rehearsal (laughs) dinner which was just a coincidence and he walked out of the back room and our giant party of 30 people sitting there having dinner and um brian kozlowski looks over and sees him and yells across the restaurant hey numbnuts wow yeah it was interesting so was he a current player he was not he had oh. been a player but he was he um had since retired so let me ask you a question man about the redskins for your for, um were you a did you just evolve into a redskins fan are you still are you a fan now do you root for them i mean i know your your brother played and there's that connection but you yourself because you said you liked you grew up like in the broncos or the niners and there was a time when the company that we had started worked with a lot of different teams and a lot of different guys so it was hard for me to root against the people we worked with and knew Mm, yeah um but from the start when my brother started playing for the redskins you just become invested because you know these guys like my brother would have different people live with him that played and so they became friends and it's just hard to see guys that you know and root against them. You yeah. just want them to do well. So I still am. I mean, this is one of the teams that I know the fewest guys on or have had interactions with. So it's not as hard to um, maybe not cheer for this team. But I mean, I still love the Redskins. Like yeah. I'm really, I'm fully invested. It's Yeah. It's a, it's a painful uh, love sometimes though, isn't it? Yes. I try not to be as optimistic as i am <laughs> there was an eagles game when i think they were up 35 nothing or 35 7 at halftime and it was raining and it was monday night and i was sitting in the end zone with my friend and i said we still have a chance we could still win this they scored 35 points in the first half there's no reason that we can't which didn't end up happening right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's been that's yeah the past many years it's been that way see i grew up I grew up, and I was trying to tell Steven this, that I grew up in the 80s, man, with, it was the heyday. It was, you know, we had, I still remember, man, all, like, just John Riggins and Theismann, and just, uh, I, I still remember all of the, the the Super Bowls that we went, you know, and um, and they, w- they won all the time. Like, if, and I was trying to relay this to my own kids. My kids don't have that experience. So my kids, they don't, the, the great the closest thing they got were the two pre the two postseason games that they've had in the last 13 years 14 years you know and uh and even those were squeakers that we were like oh we got in you yeah. know we were hopeful it's tough i mean the first one that i remember was against the bucks and mike allstott scored a like a game-winning touchdown at the end and that was that. like a controversial did he get in or not and, yeah um i remember that yeah, it's hard because the. I mean, I cheered for the Broncos for a long time. I remember we cried when they lost the Redskins in the Super Bowl. That was eighty four. Is that when that was? I think it was eighty seven or something. Eighty eight. Okay. So I. Oh I, yeah, it was. It was a later one. I guess I may not remember, but I remember the story that we cried. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like three or four. Um, I remember that game though. 
But we do. I have pictures of my brother and me wearing John Elway jerseys during the game, like watching the Super Bowl. So <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, Elway was amazing. But yeah, it's like that team in the '80s was like the Patriots now. You yeah, know? yeah. And I still remember when Clinton Portis came over from the Broncos, and his first run as a Redskin, he scored a touchdown. Yeah, it was like a seventy-yard run. Yeah, and, and I was like, "Oh, that's it. We're gonna. We finally have a running back. He's gonna be beast. You know, it's gonna be amazing." Oh man. Yeah, I There's, loved it. I loved that. That yeah. was. I think that was my brother's first year. Hmm. Oh, was it really? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. That that's a great class. But man, yeah. So that's cool how you you still root for the skins and yeah. I mean, you have roots here now, so it's going to be kind of hard for you to 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 move on, I suppose, from that. Yeah, and this finally. I've lived here for ten years now. Finally, feels like home. I've lived here longer than I had lived anywhere else. I mean, I lived in Wyoming and Utah and moved around a little bit, but lived here longer now. So, and we have kids here now, and they're yeah. in school, and so yeah, we we're here now. We're this is home. You think you're gonna ever go get that that medical degree? Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, it's easier now that I'm teaching some of the material that I was trying to test on when I took the MCAT. But uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't think that that's a good a good decision for a dad with a young family to try to do. Yeah, saddle yourself with a bunch of new debt and stressful classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that one. No, but we were just lucky enough to get out of debt. Not lucky enough. I mean, it took a lot of hard work, but we followed the. Uh, Dave Ramsey, Dave financial, Ramsey yeah. <laughs> financial freedom. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty stellar uh, program. I've I've heard a lot about it. So I don't so, really want to add medical school to that. No, I think yeah. he would advise against that. He'd probably say no. You could put it on your credit cards. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Dave would freak out if he he doesn't even like credit cards. No, we, any kind of debt. I know. Yeah, mm. we don't have them. That's great. That's awesome, man. It's hard to live that way, but it's worth it have that freedom man dude this has been awesome yeah it's fun it's been I love fun it. it was different direction than the pre-show talk oh yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well maybe we'll get you back on here again we'll we'll throw down some uh we'll get a topic going or and something and, theology yeah we're we're gonna we're gonna you know the great thing about having this podcast the way we do it is we can do whatever we want and we're not making any money on it so it's not like we're gonna lose money <laughs> yeah it's awesome if we do something stupid or do it a way that someone doesn't like who cares because you know it's they're listening to it for free yeah <laughs> so no, we're fun. just glad to have them yeah we are and my voice i think that's the second voice crack that i've had i don't know what is going on things are changing it happens to the best of us man <sighs> yeah you're growing up i'm growing up you're growing up man i'll because you, you shaved your mustache it is because i shaved my mustache but we won <laughs> our cup this year and it was the that was, I grew um, I grew the mustache because I always grew playoff beard. We never won, and so um, I urge every Capitals fan out there or Skins, maybe I'll do it again if we make it to the postseason. Uh, grow a Damn. playoff stash. Well, they 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 won today again. So yeah, barely. We're in first place in our division. Yeah, that's where you got to start. Yep. Yeah, grow that stash back out, man. That didn't look good with it. Well, just groom it. <laughs> yeah. For those of you that don't know what Rosie looks like, just picture Ned Flanders with his with his mustache. Except more unkempt and uh, <laughs> more like Civil War era coming out the sides. Civil War era. Yeah. We'll get you some wax, man. You can like pull up the pull, corn, up, pull yeah. up the edges and curl it up. That would be cool. Yeah, more Buffalo Bill and less Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> there true. you go. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, this has been great. Yeah, uh, I appreciate you guys having me out. Tanner, thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, have you got anything else that – any cool, crazy stories that uh, – any more rappers that you snuck onto the field? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I I could tell a lot of stories. I, I went to meet Wally one time in D.C., and he told me to come in the day because we were in a part of the hood that <laughs> uh, I guess white dudes are not really in, like – smiled upon when they come into that area in the night so that was an interesting time to have to do that oh yeah who was that wally you said um yeah it was the same rapper the oh, same guy okay wally wally that shows you my rapper uh my raps you know knowledge there rap knowledge yeah rap you'd knowledge. love his songs i probably would <laughs> maybe i don't know <laughs> he did an album that was um he 
did a lot of Seinfeld themes and he actually met with Jerry Seinfeld to talk about what he should put on the album. It, that was a <laughs> unique conversation, I'm sure, between so him and Jerry Seinfeld. He wrote rap That's songs awesome. about I didn't know that. And Seinfeld episodes. And like, he put in Seinfeld like um, sound bites and stuff, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to have to listen to that. And you said he's from the area too, right? Yeah, well, he's lived in Maryland. I think that's where he grew up. Okay. That's where all the good rappers come from. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know that. It's a little gem. Well, yeah, Tupac was born in Baltimore. I don't think he wants the... I I don't think he lived here very long, but that was... uh, I remember back in my day. Obviously, I had to choose Biggie because the East Coast, but... uh, Yeah. That's that's why Tupac Tupac felt good in East LA because it's a lot like Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like Southeast DC where you can't go at night. It's like all day you can't go to certain places. Yeah. I got a buddy that's planting a church in Baltimore, inner city Baltimore. And he's from Southern California and he, he's as white as a piece of paper. And uh it's just you would think it never he'd never fit in, but man, they love him. That's awesome. And yeah, it's like you better be God. You're gonna do something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It better be or else you'll just be frustrated and and robbed but uh he'll probably still get robbed <laughs> it's all part of the game yep. yeah <laughs> that's cool well look man it's been awesome uh we will have you back on again tanner that's cool for if sure you can, if you can if you can carve it out of your time to be with us and uh and we'll 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 get you on for another topic uh we, we're having a great discussion about science so maybe we can dig in that way a little bit that'd be interesting yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure you, you definitely know what you're talking about there so Man, it's been awesome. Thanks for coming on, bro. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Rosie? See you, dudes. I'll see you, and everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to know more, you can visit us on the web at alloutwar.us, or you can find us on Twitter at alloutwarcast. Hey, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.